can't we get that sound recording that we're capturing and somehow stick it on that social media post that they've just made? On today's show, we are bringing a little Iberian sunshine into your podcast listening lives when we interview Andy Dean, the CEO of music startup Tagmix. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, where we talk to leaders from across the industry and bring you a little bit of technology news. And as ever, it's powered by the Harvey Nash Group. Joining me today, Akish, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. I've had a bit of a win. Have you? Yes, I'm going to show something to you. Uh, Obviously, we're going to have to describe it for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Is that Christmas cake? No, no. It's fruit cake. Fruit cake, <laughs> Christmas cake. So last night we were on the sofa. Yeah. Haley opens up uh, Mary Berry's Christmas cake recipe because she's thinking, got to start making Christmas cakes. Mm-hmm. And we've got one in the cupboard from last year. Right. That she's been saving. And on Mary Berry's website, it says you should eat Christmas cake within three months. Mm-hmm. And after six months, they're kind of rancid. Okay. And I was like, bollocks. Yeah. My mum. For like as long as I've known, has said that Christmas cakes and Christmas puddings keep for years. And Haley was like, "Oh no, maybe that's Christmas pudding." So we thought we better open the Christmas cake and check. Yep. Turns out the Christmas cake is delicious and it's absolutely fine. Which means that you know, I, I managed to run a sub twenty-five k yesterday morning. I don't think that's going to be happening for a while because there's two of us with a massive Christmas cake. <laughs> is it? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit. I don't know. I'm a bit on the fence with Christmas cake. It's not my favourite. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like fruit it. cake's but, amazing. But but I do agree with the fact that in, even in my household, like Christmas cake can be left for any time, ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. been in the cupboard for ten months. I called up my mum. Yeah, and she said, so long as it's airtight yeah. and dry, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, as long as it's covered properly and whatnot. Um, then, yeah. But I'm glad, I'm glad that Mary Berry caused Haley to panic because then we got to open it and then it was like, well, yeah. got, to, got to eat it now, right? A few, few cups of tea and Christmas cake, I imagine. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> a second, second portion. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. <laughs> what, am I, what am I having? I'm having no cake. I'm having a Diet Coke. Healthy. I should send you some cake. You Diet Coke. How is Diet Coke healthy? Oh, I don't know. I'm just having a look at it, mate. No calories, no sugar. Something else. There's definitely something else. In yeah, there. I, don't, I just wanted something cold because I'm sat next to a radiator. I had the heating cranked on because it is cold at the moment. And, I don't uh, think, it's supposed to be 17 degrees out there. Is right it, now. mate? It don't feel like it. I'll tell you that for free. It is. Oh, uh, look, look, 17 degrees. Is it? It is gloomy as anything right now, mate. And it is. It is dark. It's a bit grim. It's horrible, right? And I was just having this recollection. I was like, in the summer, I was sat here and I used to look out at this sort of time. It was beautiful. Right, mm. sun out, a nice little breeze, and now I'm sat in this home office uh, environment of mine, and it's miserable. It's about to get dark in ten, fifteen minutes, I reckon. Yeah, but you know what will cheer you up? Music. A little trip to Ibiza. A little trip to Ibiza. Here we go. <laughs> right. So today's guest is Andy Dean, CEO of Tagmix, uh, and we are going to take a little bit of a trip to the White Isle with him. Oh, if only. Uh, and, and we'll be back with some commentary afterwards. So today I'm chatting to Andy Dean. Uh, Andy, thank you for taking the time to to dial in and, and be part of the podcast. My pleasure. Uh, and for anyone who's not familiar, you are the Chief Executive Officer of Tag Mix Limited. I am indeed, for my sins. Um, 
I basically, yeah, uh, 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 you know, it's a startup technology. So, you know, what whether that title means anything, I doubt. <laughs> oh, no, I, th- I think it definitely means something. Uh, Tag TagMix has been around since 2016? We were formed, yeah, very late 2016. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, we had a sort of... Um, three-month period in in the first quarter of 2017 creating a prototype which we then used to get some further funding uh, to develop a, a minimum viable product and then we went to do our first kind of um, testing and, and, and uh, installations of the tech in 2018 um and did a number of big festivals in 2019 a season in ibiza in 2019 well, i was, I was going to say according to linkedin you, you were founded in ibiza and yeah there you're beginning to mention festivals in ibiza and that should that should be a fairly big clue about the industry that you're involved in yes indeed yeah well my background is basically you know i came from the electronic music you know kind of uh, dj crew promoter uh, did a lot of dance remixes uh, in the 90s. I went into the belly of the beast with the JB with Sony BMG. So learned kind of both sides of, of the industry there. And then, um, yeah, kind of migrated into tech when they, you know, the majors really were scratching their heads of, about digital distribution and, and how to, you know, reach new markets with, you know, the file sharing and, and obviously, you know, Napster and all of those things that were, um, you know, around at the time. And obviously then Apple came along with the iPod um, and the whole game changed completely. So, you know, then obviously from there, streaming services like Spotify changed the game again. And, um, and so I think that that whole approach of the labels the game that they were used to playing um you know meant that you know technology was a was a much um more relevant fit to the electronic music scene you know obviously we've always embraced technology um uh, when we've been creating music um and you know new ways of distributing it via you know stores that popped up like beatport and all the rest of it were fantastic for that community um so yeah we were very happy to play a part in all of that um and um you know kind of from from that i built up a business which um was was a b2b business creating music solutions for digital uh clients you know and their willingness to to be involved with what was still MP3 downloads at the time. We had a deal with Juno. I don't know if you remember Juno. Juno Download, who were like Beatport's kind of biggest rival. Um, and we uh, we developed a sort of white label front for their store and had some clients like Sonica Radio in Ibiza, where I was living, um, Space, the nightclub, um, uh, Pete Tong, the DJ, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, we, we, we did a lot of white label stores with basically the Juno back end and yeah. we had an algorithm that would expertly recommend uh, music choices based on your listening habits. So let's, let's bring ourselves right up to date. 
What does Tagmix do? Well, Tagmix was, was born out of us doing a festival in Ibiza. I, I'm going to keep saying the word. But we were doing. Sorry, I was I was there three weeks ago, so oh, I'm having a lovely you. time, kind of thing. <laughs> Did you catch some rays? A few, yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit, we went to uh, spent most of our time in Santa Catrera, in the middle of the island, then went up to the north of the island. All the clubs are shut, yeah. So we had a very chilled experience. Well, that's where I have a house, Santa Catrera. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice, right in the middle. So, yeah, so basically we were doing a festival called Emerging Ibiza and we'd done a deal with Evermix. I don't know if you know Evermix, who create like a little box that plugs into your iPhone. And they were recording uh, the sets for us for for the festival. And we were doing, you know, shows at Space and, um, you know, Zoom Project and all sorts of uh, venues across the island. Um, And the... um, the audience was on their phone continually filming the artist on stage. And we were like, they were posting these awful sounding videos on social media. And we were like, hold on, can't we get that sound recording that we're capturing and somehow stick it on that social media post that they've just made? And so um, I went back to my old uh, tech crew that, that I've worked with uh, previously and uh, that's how Tagmix was born so effectively we, we scratched our heads and, and worked a way of replacing the audio captured by a smartphone when it makes a video of the like I've just described with that output from the mixing desk which we stream to our server fingerprint and then when the art when the audience makes a video that same fingerprinting solution um, and some clever sort of matching algorithms and synchronizing algorithms return the pro audio back to the user's device for them to share on social so it actually sounds good. Yeah, and I've had a quick look at a video on your website and it, it does make a dramatic difference. Thank you. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. You know, I mean, you know, as particularly as you may or may not, no, but I mean the the base response on a on a phone is 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 diabolical. They're designed the microphones for voice. Um, they're not designed at all to capture music, um, and uh, often the base end just just distorts the hell out of your video. It makes it so, uh, un- unusable, basically. So yeah. yeah. Now there, you mention user. You mention kind of people posting onto social user-generated content but really where you can make inroads with this as a business is more with 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 the artists themselves or the venues or promoters right yeah i mean you know obviously our ambition is for it to become like the sort of dolby stereo of cinema you know uh, every venue that cares about quality sound should be installing the Tagmix services and making those services available to their audience, given the fact that they're likely to be making, creating, posting this content. We would like every venue to offer, um, you know, the ability to upgrade those um, bits of content created and make them sound good. So, yeah, so in other words, we do need 
the venues and the promoters and the artists to take it on tour with them or or, or plummet into their venue or uh, you know their festival, whichever they're, they're doing, and let their audience know that they don't they don't no longer have to make those awful sounding posts on social media. Just out of interest, if we think about kind of Instagram and TikTok and so on, they're very they're very in the moment style, uh, kind of social networks. Um, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people do upload videos after the event, but how long does it take the service to work? If someone someone's standing in the audience and Sam Fender's just released a tour, so let's go with Sam Fender uh, tickets, and 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 they're filming Sam Fender, and he's got a fair amount of bass on some of his tracks, um, and they want to get that video up. How long does it take from someone shooting a, a, a video on their film to actually it being synced up and ready to post with superior audio? It takes about ninety seconds, literally. And, and, and the good news is that you don't have to do any work once you've made the video. So it says, we call it a single touch app. So basically, once you get the, the app installed on your phone, you press it once, it films the content. We limit it to 30 seconds to comply with the rights deals that we've got with major publishers and recorded rights deals that we've done. And then um, as soon as you've finished recording, you can put the phone back in your pocket. You don't have to do anything. It will then put it, send that video off, process that video, return it. You'll get a push notification to say it's ready. When you click on that push notification, it takes you to the video that's been sent back with the pro audio, and you just hit share, and that's it. And from a, from a, an, a, an organizer's point of view, let's say the venues, how powerful is this? Because we all know that we're in this world where, I don't know, I don't know how you see the pandemic having changed live music. My impression would be that people are really keen to get back to live music, just really kind of small scale thing. But last weekend I had a friend who had a birthday party and we went to a jazz club in, in town. It's a totally different type, type of music with, with some cocktails, but it was awesome just to hear some live music again. So I get the impression people do want that. But streaming is, virtual events and streaming does seem to be part of our world now and here to stay. And a great avenue if a concert is inaccessible for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I've noticed quite a few promoters now are doing a kind of hybrid ticket sale. So they're doing in-person tickets and they're doing online uh, streaming tickets. So, you know... um, and I think that's that's not going to go away because there will be those that are fearful of, of mingling in crowds and so on for, for some time to come. But there's definitely a huge appetite to get back out there as audiences. And we've done a number of festivals across the summer, including, you know, Reading Festival and uh, we did um, a, a couple of dance music festivals with uh, One Out and One in the Woods and all the rest of it. And everybody was so happy to be out again. I mean, definitely, there's a there's an enormous lot uh, of goodwill to be, uh, you know, back out, listening to live music, and and you know, meeting people and getting involved. So, um, but that amplification of the content created, I think, you know, does deserve to reach a bigger audience, and uh, that's where I think these kind of hybrid solutions come into play for the people that are you know, become comfortable streaming uh, at home uh, and enjoying music at home. I think that's going to continue 
And I think we add to that by allowing the people that do go to tell their mates about it with a quality item that's worthy of sharing and therefore, you know, the endorsement and the amplification of the venue, of the promoter and of the artist. And and just to reiterate, it is it is the live, it is the music. It's not like you're replacing it with a pre-recorded track. It is it is you are capturing what is Absolutely. in the venue. No, it's it's exactly what you've heard, uh, but just sounding good instead of distorted or covered in a load of background noise that makes it unusable. So exactly, and we um, yeah, we've been very fortunate. We worked with some really good people to get this off the ground you know and uh, we've paid attention to people's needs from when we first started you know we worked with some really good promoters some really good artists and we've really listened to what their requirements have been and, and we've got it down to a very simple tiny little box that just needs power internet connection and audio left and right and that's it and what we do, just because of the feedback we got from the initial version, which didn't have any ambience, is we blend that pro audio with a tiny bit of ambience from the phone itself. So you still get a bit of your mates cheering and all the rest of it. And you still get ownership of it as being your video with your, you know, enjoyment being also part of the video. But the blend is about 85-15 in favour of the pro audio. And so it no longer just sounds like a load of noise. It actually sounds like quality bit of performance, the actual performance you've just filmed with some atmosphere attached to it. Artists must love this, right? Because oh, yeah, they do. They do. Because every, everyone loves, like, going back to that, everyone loves live music. But this gives you the opportunity to hear what an artist really sounds like live through Instagram, whatever else. And then I could, I could easily see someone who's just about, who's just started a tour. They've got more tour dates coming up. They're trying to sell or they're trying to shift copies of a, of, of an album or merch or something like that. That, you know, um, it, it, it would be a great way of utilizing the, the commerce, sorry, the commercial aspects of LinkedIn, but with that live music that people really love at its heart. Absolutely. I mean, the reaction from artists has been fantastic because not only do we provide the pro audio, but we also provide links. Um, and those links can be, you know, to, you know, an electronic music artist might be Beatport on the one hand, uh, or for a major artist, it might be their Spotify, whatever's important to them. They can choose the links that we provide. Um, as can the promoter and as can the venue. So we could do for the venue a food and beverage offer, for the promoter a future ticket offer, and for the artist, you know, their merchandise and music, you know. Um, so all of those things, the credits, giving people credit, letting people know uh, and discover new music through those credits is really important to us you know, to give something back uh, so that the community um, of people that do go to the show amplify out to, you know, a wider audience uh, and make more people aware of the event, more people aware of the venue and more people aware of uh, the artist's music. 
Well, I, I think music is one of those things and, and live performance that we all missed during the pandemic. So it's great to 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 see a, a technology being used to, I suppose, you know, when we talk about kind of is technology going to replace or augment, this is very much in that augmentation piece. It's It's suggesting, hey, look how good live is but bringing that to people. So I think it's fantastic. So thanks for spending some time to talk, talk to me about it. And, and I hope that it is something that begins to appear and, and people get familiar with it when they're out listening to, to concerts. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, we, that's, that's very good of you to say, and I think you're right. I think it's, it's one of those kind of before Instagram filters, you didn't realize you needed an Instagram filter. So hopefully people will be saying, you know, before tag mix, you didn't know you needed tag mix, you know, and it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is one of those ones. It's it's about, you know, that that kind of um, understanding of, of from it from all sides. But uh, as you quite rightly point out, the artists love it. And that's really where we begin and end, because I think to get a, an accurate representation of their art form is essential for the success of this business. So um, we're very pleased yeah. to have done that. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you very much for your time today, Andy. And uh, yeah, as I say, fingers crossed we see it soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, David. Right, Keish. Um, I don't know about you, but when I go to, to music gigs, it's funny, isn't it? You don't, you don't want to spend your entire time looking at it through a phone screen because it means that you're not really enjoying the concert. Yeah, it is. It is nice to be like, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little bit of a clip of this, or oh, it's this song I'm gonna get, yep. and the sound is always shit. Yep, yep, it is awful. Um, and then there's always like shouting and screaming and you know, like cheers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's 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 like when you watch things back from the night before. If you've ever been on a night out with people and you've ended up in like a really loud bar. And someone's yeah. doing something funny, and you try video in it, and whilst you can't really hear anything, you can kind of see it. But yeah, it's just just a bit naff, to be honest. So loving this idea, to be honest. I think I think it's a great cool. idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea because it taps into our inbuilt desire to share stuff and be social as a species, and we do like going out and being like, I don't know, is it a bit, is it showing off? Is it sharing? Is it? There's probably bits of all of that in it. Like, look where I was, plus wasn't this cool and whatever else. Mm. Um, but the fact, I love the fact that it's capturing the actual performance. Mm. You know, put the tag mix box in the venue and it's what's coming through that system. So it is the live performance. Mm. I love that it's that and it's not just replacing it with kind of studio sound because that would defeat the whole point entirely. But being able to share that live music experience with your friends and whatever else is pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. But also just watching it back again, no? Like, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, for yourself. Yeah, we're in an age where we spend, you know, so much money on our audio equipment, even even like personal audio, like headphones and AirPods and, you know, that sort of thing. And um, all the latest gadgets and phones where the resolution is, you know, better than you would have on a flat screen tv so if yeah. we spend all that money it'll be good just to watch things back in good quality to be honest and and hear exactly what you know the performance is rather than a kind of blared out version with you know kind of no no sound yeah. and that sort of thing and i think i would 100 percent be more likely to buy tickets to someone that i wasn't 
that familiar with mm. if i saw a video online with them and it was good it was good sound quality and i and you could hear what they sound like live because like some people <laughs> you you kind of like over the years stuck on the brits occasionally mm. and you'll you'll see someone perform and it's dire mm. and it's like i wouldn't want to go see them in concert mm. but equally there are people there are bands out there that people go like you know unless you see them live like yeah. live they are amazing yeah and th- this is ama- like we should cherish people who do really good live sets right mm. 100% and i think i think also just for for artists as well like i mean i'm no music mogul and guru but you're not a music mogul mogul no i'm not i'm not jay-z but i, I don't have a you know i would love it if you were and you were still doing this podcast <laughs> can you imagine what, what are you doing for my love of tech um but <laughs> i think for artists it's just also good just to get their name out as well like because you know from what we hear on tracks and singles and albums it's so different to like live performances where mm. you know they can show their variation and you know, kind of the, the strip back a lot of the the production, and it's all about yeah. you know one instrument or one bit of music and lyrics or their voice or the rap and whatever. So yeah. I think I think it's a great way for them to just get added content out into the market, especially yeah. where we're in the age of social media where things can go viral in ten minutes, ten yeah. seconds. I think that sort of stuff is good, man. And also accessibility. Let's be honest; like, it's great that that you get. Um, Glastonbury and stuff on the telly. Yeah. Because there'll be a lot of people who can't afford Glastonbury, can't get to Glastonbury, would love to go for whatever reason, but it's just not feasible, who then get to see the performances through the BBC. So it's great when you get television, kind of Mm. stuff like that. But there's a lot of music out there, and again, a lot of unknown stuff that people might just see that if they can get really good kind of quality image and sound, just opens up a whole world of discovery for for artists who who might not have have a... have a similar platform yeah 100 percent, and i think it just it just adds to things that a consumer can access and you know can can kind of do yeah. whether it's on the old instagram facebooks and whatever you know yeah stuff um and we, we haven't even talked about merchandising or the venue side of things mm-hmm. like for 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 a lesser known venue to be able to like show off the kind of artists that they've got in a more in a way that really will capture people's imagination. That's got to be massive. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's probably, it's probably just thing is when I was listening to the, the interview, I was like, why is this not been done yet? Like, it seems like such a, such a good and simple idea and, and kind of how they're looking to execute it and the kind of content, you know, with the high quality video and, you know, to, in order to get kind of venues, brands, artists, that sort of stuff. I'm just like, how has this not been done? But, it's amazing man like yeah so so good and 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 especially during the summer where you know i think they mentioned it where you know people might still be quite hesitant to leave and and Mm. you know even though gigs and festivals were kind of back and some people didn't necessarily feel comfortable um it's just a great way to still get that environment i mean you know basically you're, you're at a festival without the the muddy boots and you know all kinds of uh you know, yeah, naughty behaviour around you, but you're still getting the music and the performances. What's funny, you know, is that Andy's background is obviously um, dance music. Mm. <clears throat> but I almost see this being far more applicable to, you know, bands, indie, rock, whatever. Mm. 
mm. that style of music than dance music. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think there's definitely a feel. Because, I mean, dance music is consumed. Can you say that? Consumed? Well, it's like you can get a DJ who does a good set, but it's not like it's live music. Yeah, exactly. So I think dance it's music... Still, yeah. yeah, exactly. So so that sort of stuff can be consumed in your normal channels, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, that sort of thing. But I think, yeah. especially if it's smaller bands, indie rock, where there's a bit less, I want to say, production and more like mm-hmm. instruments um or more music i think then they're, they're probably you know in line to to actually get their names out there and make this work so i think it's good yeah, yeah. just the last point on music and this is not this is not you're not going to mention adverts. sam fendery you're not going no no did, did did you watch Earthshot last night uh no i saw some bits of it on social media i didn't watch it no so they had um coldplay play outside ali pali uh, and all of the the sound for the set, all of the electricity for the set, was being produced by sixty people on bikes surrounding them. Really? Yeah, and it's like, hang on a bit. There's an idea for a for a kind of a spin concert. Were they absolutely <laughs> going some on these bikes? Or? No, they look they look like they were kind of just having a nice kind of a nice. They're all very very kind of leaf looking people. So maybe you know. And then Mark Cavendish and Bradley Wiggins. Yeah, probably. And, yeah. yeah. Basically, basically, the Team GB cycling squad from the Olympics. There was a moment towards the end of the song where Chris Martin changed like an acoustic guitar and he was like, keep pedaling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that is that, I quite liked it, though. I thought it was cool. That is very good, actually. Was it just, just for that set or was it for the whole evening? No, so they just did it for that set. But I can't imagine. I imagine the whole evening was being powered in similarly ethical ways. But it was quite cool that it was outdoors in front of Ali Pali. Mm. Big Coldplay set. Didn't diminish at all from the usual Coldplay, big mm. stadium kind of sound, but all powered by by people on bikes. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Different. Anyway, uh, we're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the most interesting 50 startups to discover in Lisbon at Web Summit. A couple of years ago, Michael and Jacob, two friends from London, were both thinking about their consumption and sustainability as a whole. Michael, a professional footballer at the time, realised he had no options when it came to sustainable sportswear. Overconsumption and underuse was all too common. Hilo was born, a sportswear brand fighting for the planet by changing mindsets. They started with a running shoe made with seven natural materials, and the shoe can be recycled at the end of its life. As a company, they've offset their carbon to beyond zero, making them carbon negative. You can find out more about Hilo and support their mission at hiloathletics.com. That's H-Y-L-O. We support the Hilo movement. When are you off to Lisbon? You going this year? Uh, Yes, going on Monday the 1st of November to Friday the 5th. Going on your own? Going on my own. I've got a press pass. All right, mate. Calm now. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say thank you if you're listening, Web Summit. I doubt it. Uh, they gave me a press pass. So it was like, am I going to go this year? I've got a press pass. Yeah, right, I'll go. I'll you know go. what you need, right? Rather than your mic this year, you need to yeah. have a um, like a like a little SLR camera or some sort of GoPro. It would be good to see some like live interview footage rather than... Yeah, or your phone. Yeah, yeah. Brand but, new phone with not being very ethical here, but or sustainable rather, but brand new phone. But specifically because I wanted to capture lots of good images. So 
high, you know, slightly Beautiful. improved the camera quality. I we'll see what see, we can do. I want to see less images of your runs out there and more, <laughs> more content of the guests that you're going to get, mate. All right. Okay. All right. I'll try. I'll there try. We uh, so we've got, we've got an article to share with you written by me. Oh, stop it. <laughs> plugging, plugging things. Right. Okay. So if you've, if you've ever been, if you, sorry, if you've never been to Lisbon, let's go, let's go that way around. If you've been, you'll know it's really busy. If you've never been, it's insanely busy. In 2018, 70,000 people went to the conference. There are literally thousands of companies on the exhibition floor knowing who to talk to, quite challenging. So over the weekend, I decided to read the profiles of roughly 1,500 startups who are going to be exhibiting. I kid you not, it took me hours. Right. Uh, and I read through 1,500 profiles of companies and have selected my top 50. By no means am I saying that these are the best businesses, uh, but they're the ones that I thought, that's different. Uh, and companies may be worth kind of keeping an eye out for. Uh, so, for example, Akish, companies that turn CO2 back into rocks. So rapid mineralization of, of carbon fossil fuels back into, into rock form, which sounds pretty kind of out there and different. Yeah. Um, another one that I thought was, uh, was pretty cool, tagline simply said, turning sunlight into seafood. I think that's probably worth finding out a bit more about. Okay. Uh, and one that really uh, kind of just messed with my head, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a neuroscience-backed self-reflection app that facilitates emotional growth via video interactions with your future self. That sounds a bit nutty to be honest. How, that, how that, did they do that? How did they do that? Can you please go and uh, test it out? You know when they have the old trial uh, thingies. Can you oh, I'm going to go to yeah. I'm going to go try and find Innate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Innate. Um, let's just give you a bit more info. I'll have a quick look on the uh, on the Web Summit website. Here we go. Innate. They are a UK company. Yeah. Yeah. So um, have a look on their on their website now. Um, but yeah, the the idea of basically decoding your emotions to record, reflect, and grow—how on earth you then have a conversation via video with your future self—is is frankly beyond me. Mm. Um, so yeah, lot, lots of lots of really cool things there. Um, some really cool, some really lovely ideas as well. Kind of taking solar light to low income communities and improving energy efficiency. That's um, a liter of light, which is a Brazilian company. So that's pretty cool. Um, using virtual reality for creative mental health solutions, I'd go. Um, there's some ones around goal giving, so you might like this. When your team does well, uh, so say they score some runs or score a goal, you have it set up so you automatically give to charity. Oh. Yeah. Really? I mean, if you support Sunderland, you're probably not going to be giving much to charity. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> slide dig no yeah. uh actually they're doing all right aren't they they're near the top of the league but um yes yeah so that's quite cool because apparently obviously charities need more need more money at the minute mm. um so you you can set it up so that you tap into that happy feeling and because apparently when we're obviously like yay we, we're more likely to give money yeah um i so i would suggest maybe not setting this up if you're a man city fan you might find that most of your salary's gone 
Yeah, true. Also, what, what, what do you reckon is going to be one of the biggest things this year at Web Summit? Looking through the list, there's a lot there around sustainability and green energy, and okay. there's a lot around mental health. Um, okay. There's a there's a bit around women's women's sexual health as well, which is really good because that's a bit of a taboo subject from from a male perspective that needs you know those stigmas need to be broken. But it's it's a lot of those subjects. You know, mental health again, a load of stigma around that. Lots lots of apps being put forward. Huge mm. amounts huge amounts being um, done by data driven um, algorithmic solutions. Um, so really kind of tapping into the fact that we've got so much more data at our fingertips and, and mm. what, what people can do with that. So I do think there's been a step change um in in what's there from before the pandemic to to what's now what's now going to be on the exhibition floor. Mm. Okay. Okay. Nice. Because uh, I, I thought it would just be filled with NFTs and there's one or the, two. I saw one or two. AI, AR type of stuff and you know kind of yeah that sort of thing but there was some stuff around nfts i'll be honest i i didn't include that in my list of my 50 because i i just don't find that as interesting yeah yeah so bear in mind folks that i'm telling you to read an article that is entirely prejudiced on my interests mm-hmm. um but no these companies are doing some really interesting stuff i mean um Catali. uh so if everyone's seen cowspiracy it's an it's it's ai being used to reduce farming carbon emissions by 33 percent. i don't know how ai stops cows cows farting but there we go yeah. um <laughs> what else? no exactly it's, it's an interesting one um there's uh there was also something about uh yeah here we go alco prevent ai powered remote alcohol monitoring how do you monitor alcohol remotely that's crazy i just i I don't even understand how that works so there's a lot there's a lot to go and and dig around and discover this year oh man that is mental oh anyway crazy 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 but i hope you have a great time mate Oh, well, I'll be here for another couple of weeks. Yeah, until the beginning true. of November. But uh, mm. go have a look at the articles. See, see, have have a look at some of these startups. I think, and I think there's some interesting ones there. No doubt, we will have that article pinned uh, in the show notes of the podcast. Uh, we will, and uh, and I'll make sure that we're sharing it on our socials too. If you follow us there, so if you don't, why not? <laughs> uh, right, I'm going to have my cake and mm. and eat it. Yeah, L- lovely. I was going to say that I'm I'm not. Uh, Go get yourself some cake. Oh, don't, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> By the way, um, quick shout out at the end of the podcast. Hannah Stevens was having a look through our well-being ambassadors or well-being champions this morning on the hub. Mm-hmm. She saw that you were there and was like, what's Akish doing there? Hannah Stevens needs to <laughs> sort out her beef with me. I'm a well-being <laughs> champion and, and I do things, you know. on that note let's let's enjoy our cake and you should go buy some right uh thank you for listening everyone um thanks akish all right mate no worries i don't care i'm not coming